of the living geek. Moshi Moshi, welcome to episode number 39 of Super Sugoi Cast. I'm Alex. And I'm Justin. This week we're going to talk about Ghost in the Shell. Not the anime. No, not the anime, which you, if you're interested, you can hear in our very first episode, which is not all that great when I went back and listened to it. I'm like, oh man, we totally didn't know what we were doing. We had no format, <laughs> no real structure. We kind of had an idea and uh, yeah, but that was the very first anime I think I'd ever really watched. Definitely the first time I'd ever seen something so old. It's not even that old. Well, if it's the first anime, of course it's the first anime you've seen that old. It was my first, like, anime movie, I guess. Okay. And it was, like, 1995, right? Yeah, That's, something like, like that. 22 years ago. That's really long. It is, yeah. It so it's pretty old at this point. Yeah, it's a totally different style of animation. It's a classic. And yeah, way different. You didn't even like it that much. I didn't. I think I gave it, like, a B. I mean, that's not that bad of, a, of an opinion, No, but I mean, still. it's barely above average. Anyway, we're getting off topic. So we went and saw the live-action Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson, and it's about the only actor I knew. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's about the, I mean, I recognize faces, but it's about the only one I actually knew. So real quick, for the people who don't know, I want to give them a plot summary as a reminder. It's pretty simple. A plot summary of this movie is that you have, they're way in the distant future, and you have a company that is importing, like, Upgrades, what they're calling them, like eyes or lungs or livers. They're and, importing them? In, 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 um, implanting them? Thank implanting you. Implanting them. Implanting, not importing. They're importing to implant, probably. No? Maybe. Anyway, so this company upgrades people's parts that they want to pay for and finally moved on to putting a brain into an android, something that could control the body and not have to be given instructions. Androids are full robots and cyborgs are ha- have human pieces. Okay, so it's a cyborg. Yeah, not, it's a my cyborg. bad. It's okay. Sorry. Just saying. Gosh, you got to be so correct. We meet the major. She's a cop, I'm guessing, in this world. I don't really know what they are when they work for like Unit 9 or District 9 or whatever it is. Are they cops? Section, section 9. Section 9? Are they cops? She's, no, she's more like part of an organization, I but would they say. Like she's go... not really a cop, but she's technically part of like a tactical um, cybercrime like thing. Yeah. yeah, but they're not really cops. Well, anyway. They're just like their own military division, you yeah. could say. They go after somebody who has been hacking doctors and people ceos of the company that does the implants during this time she gets hacked and she starts to see images of what she finds out later on is her past and then she learns that her brain was being toyed with i didn't realize this in the anime but she found her mom in the movie because they didn't do that in the anime maybe they did that for like the happy ending and hollywood movie type thing yeah i think so that's not probably the best plot but it's basically what the plot is yeah i mean that's that's a more developed plot than we needed but that's okay you know what that's how i roll i over explain <laughs> things sometimes I, I, oh i know <laughs> it's a movie about an android with a brain that goes on a killing spree that's not true while turning naked to be invisible that part's true <laughs> yeah but not really because she's not really naked it's not in the body. movie she's not in the anime she is I don't think Scarlett Johansson would be like, you know what, here, full nude so I can do well, my invisible scene. It wasn't necessary. No, because, it wasn't. Yeah, it would have required a lot more censoring. I preferred the android body. Yeah, I thought it looked pretty good. Android. God dang it. Aha. 
success in corrupting her brain. No, I preferred her cyborg body. <laughs> but um, I thought it was really neat, too, because the skin suit that she was wearing to go was invisible. was really cool. Well, yeah, but it was also um, one of the outfits that she wears in some of the different animes. Yeah. Um, that part was actually something that I thought was really neat. Like, she had a lot of different costume changes, yeah. and each of them were from a different anime. Yeah. So it was nice to see them all incorporated. They took the time and the detail to know what she wears in most of them and use it in the movie, which was really neat. So speaking of detail, what did you think? It's been, what, a year and a half, almost two years since I watched the anime and watched some of the series. Mm -hmm. So my overall knowledge of the movie is kind of limited. What I did remember was actually pretty accurate with the fact that, like, who she was, who she worked with, where she worked how the hacking was going on and like the final battle against the spider tank was pretty cool like yeah almost all of that the the main standout points in the anime i saw stand out in the movie i agree they they hit on a lot of the cool um major parts yeah but a lot of the smaller things were also hit on and i thought that, that was awesome like for instance one of the big key things from the very beginning was when the the like gangster guys all come in and they start shooting up that building that she first goes invisible with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they get their guns out of their suitcases. Like, their suitcases open and drop out into these big, giant yeah, like, um, handguns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that that was super neat that they kept that in the movie. Yeah. It wasn't done quite as well, but, yeah, but it, it was still cool there. feature. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then also, one of the cooler parts that I saw from the animation... It, it was an entirely different scene, but um, they go into this, like, lab area, and this guy's got um, upgrades to his hands, and his fingers separate, like, four times. Yeah. And so he's got, like, spider hands, and he's, like, um, typing with these, like, really weird spider claws. Yeah. And um, they used that in the movie, but not until, like, the very end. But it was still neat to see it, because that was always one of my favorite details from the yeah, animation. Really so it was cool. like, oh, there it is! You know, I was waiting yeah. for it to see if they were going to do it. What did you think about the environments? What do you mean? the trees <laughs> the trees were there trees i don't think there were the settings the backdrops the whole thing and i think it fit fairly accurately like the the rundown city the crazy like highways and stuff like that yeah i thought that was pretty accurate and true uh the anime as well um especially the scene where she goes and fights that dude in the water yeah like that was, that awesome. was like in my from my memory like straight out of the anime like the buildings looked very similar and the way it happened out in, like, the two-foot water was really cool. It was gorgeous. Yeah, and, like, it, it just it reminded me of the anime. I thought all of the visual graphics and stuff that they used for the backgrounds and the environments was mm -hmm. all, like, amazing. But I was already expecting that because this director was the same one that did um, Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh, okay, And so yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, I already knew the settings were going to be amazing. So I'm really glad that they turned out that way. Although, I do think that they kind of overdid it a little bit sometimes. Because, like, in the animation, you know, there's a lot of, like, sprawling city scenes and stuff like that. Like, yes, we get it. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful. All these technology pieces and, like, gritty city mm -hmm, scapes mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I didn't think they needed it as much as they showed yeah, it. I agree. And, like, with all the, like, the giant floating advertisement like, right. bodies and heads yeah. and things. I it agree. It was like, look at our budget. That's basically what I saw every it's time they like did it. It's kind of how they did it with, like, <laughs> with um, the remake of Recall. Total Recall? Uh, Total Recall, yeah. They yeah. kind of did the similar things with that, yeah. too. And, like, yeah, they always end up overdoing it because they're like, we have a bigger budget and we have better things to show these. So I agree with that sense. I will say 
we were a little timid going to see it. We were yeah. really excited at first, and then we were kind of like, man, it got really, really bad reviews. I think Rotten Tomato gave it like a 36. Oh, I don't even know. I was and just going like, by what I saw online. Everybody was yeah. like, oh, it's terrible. I didn't read any reviews. I yeah. just saw like the titles and the yeah. headlines, and I'm like, oh, man. But in reality, it, it wasn't bad. And they didn't know what they were talking about. Like, it's still a B movie in my mind, and the only reason why it's still a B movie is because it's just so slow. That is my only downfall, and that was my downfall with the anime. The story progression is just too slow. It's not exactly super in-depth either, so like if you happen to miss just like a couple key points, you're pretty screwed in kind of understanding what's happening. But at the same time, I, like, I, I kind of wish that they would have upgraded the story in a way mm-hmm. and made it a little bit more for modern audiences, but I'm glad that they kept everything the way that they did. I just feel like it could have been done a little bit better. You I know agree. what I mean? Yeah. Although, I want to say one one quick thing. Did you notice Bato's car? Yeah. Did, was that? Okay, I saw it, and it turned around around the corner. It looked like a DeLorean, mm-hmm. but I was like, what is that? Because it, it wasn't like a DeLorean. It was like a DeLorean mixed with like a Pantera or something, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, it was that's pretty amazing. Cool car. I want his car so yeah. bad. I don't think that's what he had in the anime. I don't remember what he had. I know he did have like a two-door like yeah, something really small flat. car like that yeah, too. Yeah. But I was just like, whatever Which, that is, I want it. Again, in terms of detail, they, they got the car in my mind. was very similar. They also gave her her motorcycle, too, in the end. Yeah, they which did. Was they didn't use it as much. No. But they did show it. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. The fact cool. that she had it. Yeah. And then the fact that they also kept her name, Motoko Kusanagi. Mm-hmm. Even though they didn't use it in the entire anime, they kept it at the very end. Yes. For, I don't want to spoil yeah. too much, but it's there. And it's like, oh, hey, there it is. Yeah. You know? yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. And then, like Justin was saying, they gave her some more background storylines, so she had parents and stuff, and she found her mom and stuff like that, and yeah, it was yeah. like, okay. It made it more Hollywood, you know. for sure. I feel like they gave her more of, like, an existential crisis kind of yeah. thing with this, because it was like, I was talking to somebody at work, and I was like, you know, I think it was just Americanized, like, oh, no, we can't have, we can't have somebody who wants to be a cyborg, you know, it was, no, she was... We had to be able to feel for her and be like, no, I was put in this body and I don't know yeah, why and exactly. who am I and you know all this stuff. So I thought that was kind of dumb. And then it kind of felt to me like it took like a like an anti-technology kind of turn. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Like it was like, no, suppress because the robots. Because these things are going to happen to you. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I mean, I don't know. I still thought it was really good. Um, mm-hmm. I was more than happy with the way it turned out just because I was expecting it to be something really bad. Yep, 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 yep. But... I think that always adds to a movie sometimes. Like, if you like the anime, you'll like the movie. It depends on how much of a purist you are, though, because mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, no, because of these things, then, I mean, it'll still be okay, but if you like the anime, you should like the movie. So yeah. I would say go give it a chance and check it out, because at the very least, like I said, it's really nice to just look at. Yeah. So you get some good eye candy going on in there. All right. Moving on now. We also watched the first episode of Cosplay Melee, which we briefly mentioned in our last episode. Yes, it is a cosplay competition show. Yeah, but it's not like based on episodes where they eliminate someone over and over. No, this it's literally format. just it's just a one episode, one thing, and you're done between four people, which was really cool and. <laughs> it's it's based off of a two stage. Um, sorry, I just I keep it crawled up under the blanket. And she is now, like, stuck. And so I just hear her meowing to find her way out. Continue. So it has, um, like, basically a two-part format. Four people are introduced, and they're given a task to go with the character. They need to create a character, 
and then they need to make like in the first episode they had to make a helm for their person and so they created that helm and then based off of that the worst helm out of the four was eliminated and then after that the next three kind of got to go forward with like a boost depending on how well they did and then they created the full characters cosplay and i think this one was it had to be like intergalactic so like well it was space space basically so there's like a star wars star trek guardians of the galaxy and i think one person did um chronicles of riddick yeah yeah that's right but see that was something that i thought was super cool was it (laughs) was that you could (laughs) she went back in there (laughs) and so the thing that i thought was neat was that they were able to use real movies and stuff. yes it wasn't like oh here Create some sort of a space pirate. No, it was like create somebody that would fit into the Star Wars universe. Yeah, and the guy who ended up winning did that. He created a character that was so well done and the art on him was so great and that his story fit so well that they were like, you are somebody I could actually see being in the movies. In Which the is a huge universe. compliment. Yeah, like, and it's quick. It's a 40-minute show. I mean, so yeah, I mean, but it's not to like get through quick. like three different challenges, it's yeah, quick. It's pretty quick. Yeah. Um, the one downfall we originally thought it was something we were going to be able to watch on Sci-Fi all the time on Sci-Fi.com. Yes, because we don't have cable. Uh, but we went back because we were going to try to watch the second episode as well for this show, and we couldn't. Yeah, it was like, oh, you need to have a TV provider and blah, 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 yeah. blah. And we were like, oh, man. So the first episode's up for, like, a teaser, and I'm assuming maybe they'll make the second episode free to watch after, like, they get a few more out down the road. I hope so. So we if will If not, see. I have to wait all the way until it's on Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> something. But, but I thought it was cool. And the only thing I'm curious about now is if the winners of each of these episodes are, like, going to be... Yeah, if they're going to have to, like, go up against each other at the end. So we'll find out as it goes along, I guess, if we're able to. But I thought it was a pretty cool show. It's... uh, So I like Face Off. Face Off's really good. Face Off gives them a lot more time to make really cool stuff. Yeah, this time they really didn't have any time. No. They had, I think... Eight hours to do their mask and then two days to do their full suit. Well, no, and but, then they had to create... But that's also um, the main difference. It's cosplay true. versus creating characters for, like, an actual movie. Less sculpting, more kind of just what can I put together to make the character fit. Oh, that's true. So they don't need as much time. But I, I like this format better because I feel like you can get through it. It's not so stale because if you get certain people who are in the show and you're just kind of like i don't really ever like the stuff that they do but it's right. good enough to hang around you kind of just get bored yeah that's so true. i like that it's going to be fresh and different gonna, people yeah. every episode and you know shows like this all the time always do like grand tournament yeah people of the winners like chopped and stuff like that so <laughs> grand tournament people of the winners anyway. no i agree i think it'll be neat check uh-huh. it out especially if you have cable yes sci-fi so we found a couple of fun things going on in japan not necessarily, well, not oh, all it, fun. Or is it fun? Not all not? fun. Some are kind of like, whoa, that's really cool. How come we don't get stuff like that? And then some of it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. The first note we have is which about to McDonald's. Me, yeah, which we do have here. Obviously, we have McDonald's. But they've announced on the Japanese website that they're getting rid of the quarter pounder and the double quarter pounder. As this of week. actually two days ago. Yeah. So when you guys hear this episode, it'll have been gone for gone. like four, four yeah. days. The end is nigh. There's no reason as to why they're getting rid of it, but the spokesman said they're pulling it due to a lack of popularity, but the Japanese Twitter showed disapproval. Well, I mean, they're like statements. Like, you go to McDonald's, quarter pounder, that's what they have. Yeah, like, that's know? always been their thing. But, I mean, then again, it's not like they're getting rid of the Big Mac. No. But, but see, my thing is, 
the McDonald's in Japan were bajillion times better than the McDonald's here yeah, in America. Yeah, they were. Like, the quality of the fries and the meats and everything was so much better. And something that was like that is like, wow, they're getting rid of it. But the only reason why I think they're getting rid of it is because Japan tends to try to be a healthier country. Right. And the quarter pounder obviously is a quarter pound of meat. And if you're getting a double quarter pounder, you're getting a half pound of meat. Yeah. Or you should be with ketchup, mustard, and cheese. Not including the fries and the drink. Exactly. So, like, that's not exactly the healthiest item right. for sure. And see, that's exactly what I was thinking, too, when I mm-hmm. read it. I was like, it's got to be because it's just... Japanese people eat smaller portions, yeah, too. Like, exactly. You go to the restaurants and everything is just smaller. It's a lot better, yeah. but it's a smaller portion because yeah. it's like you're eating it on the go. Yep, yep, yep. You know? So in that sense, I was like, oh, okay, I could see it. But then again, these are staples of McDonald's. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm hoping that they're going to be replaced. Because when we went, they also have different things on their menu. Yeah. Like the teriyaki burgers. Which was so delicious. So it's like, well, okay. If, the, if they're going to replace it with other stuff, whereas, you know, people don't necessarily buy mm-hmm. the quarter pounder because they're going to get the teriyaki burger or they're going to get the different chicken things or, mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like, oh, okay, I could see that. But it's still strange. And I'm happy that I can say that I had one. It's right. my ode to McDonald's. <laughs> and we still have them here, so it's okay. Yeah, but they're not that good here. I don't really care that it's here. <laughs> we we avoid McDonald's dinner times. I think we go to their breakfast more so than anything. And honestly, the only thing I get from there is a milkshake because I'm lactose intolerant. So And they don't know. use real ice cream for the most part. So. No, they don't. They <laughs> use frozen yogurt. So I'm like, yep, I can eat this. Yay. To move on to another sad note in a sense that mm. turned positive I was, yeah i was gonna say um well, mcdonald's didn't turn positive no it's a sad note but this one's also a sad note that turned out to be better oh okay in the long so we're run. moving up yeah we're moving upwards gotcha so in the fuku prefecture there's a very well-known suicide spot it's called the tojinbo landmark in japan and it's basically really tall like jagged cliffs mm-hmm. right off into the sea and japan kind of has they're very well known for like people committing suicide in specific spots and then like the trees at the base of Mount Fuji and it kind of like as time goes on stories kind of happen about it and it just kind of ends up getting its own legend in a sense. Yeah and so when people are going to they decide to go to these places and do it there because they're like oh well if I'm going to commit go. suicide I'll go to the suicide forest or yeah. I'll go to, to the Fuku prefecture in Tojinbo you know. It just ends up becoming into a bigger cycle. Exactly. So at a certain point, you know, it was really high, but there's a detective in the area who worked really, really hard to try to bring it down. And at one point, it was all-time low of 7 in 2014, but then it started steadily climbing back up. And in 2016, it was up to 14 deaths at that time. But as of 2017 so far, there's been zero and the reason why yeah. our, our special helper here <laughs> has been Pokemon Go. Yeah. It's not like it's turned into a Pokestop by any means, but like for whatever reason, it's turned into a Pokemon hotspot. Yeah. For really rare Pokemon. Well, you know why? Because you can you can petition for stuff like that to happen. Really? Yeah. Like for um, when Pokemon Go first started, you could petition to get certain spots in the area turned into gyms or um, Pokestops. Oh. So... That's probably what this guy did. He was like, hey. He didn't, though. Oh, he didn't? No. They, they probably just knew that because if it's a well-known spot, spot anyway. They probably decided to do it. Yeah. Exactly, as in trying to combat suicide. Right. Well, 
they're not obviously attributing everything to Pokemon Go here in terms of like reducing it to zero for no, the first quarter. No, but that's a big difference. They're more so contributing to the fact that like there's so many people there who are going there during the day. People are camping out there overnight to catch these Pokemon, you know. The increased popularity of people is reducing people wanting to go there to commit suicide. Well, yeah, most of that is because of Pokemon Go. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool thing that has turned out to be very positive. So maybe they'll do the same thing with the trees at the base of Mount Fuji, or that's just been so mm. tainted for so long that they don't want to, like, they'll leave that as is. They probably won't do that there because that forest, it's kind of a maze when you go in there. Oh. So it's like, that's kind of the reason. Like, if you go wander around in there, chances are you're going to find somebody who's no longer alive. Just because... they No one would be able to find them originally. Right. Okay. Yeah, like, they do regular sweeps of it, but they can't find everybody. Because it's just a big spot, you know? It's called wow. Aokigahara, also commonly known as the Suicide Forest. Which there was a movie made about. There was, which was called The Forest, and we have not seen it. I've been waiting for it to jump on Hulu or Netflix so we can watch it. Yep, yep, yep. But yep, it's yep. not there yet. It's really good, though, because articles like this definitely bring suicide awareness to anybody who reads it. At the end of the article provided, like, a hotline and everything like that. We will have it linked so you guys can check it out as well. Continuing on the fun trend. Yay. Um, Japan always has super fun flavored foods and drinks and stuff at the restaurant. Always, dude, and it makes me so jealous. I know. This time, they're celebrating America in a way, and Starbucks is going to have an exclusive in the Japanese restaurants called the American Pie Frappuccino. From April 13th to the 16th of May, sorry. Oh, April April 13th to May 16th. Yeah, it's basically about a month long. Okay, gotcha. I, yeah. I I read that backwards. Yeah, I was like, it's only three days? That's not very good. Yeah, no. It's got a bottom and top layer of cherry compote. And in between that is whipped cream with the vanilla base and pie pieces. Yes, they, it they, sounds pretty good. Yeah, and the lid is replaced with the pie crust. So like it's it like legitimately, it's encased in a pie. Yeah, like you, you, the normal Frappuccino dome casing is literally now a pie case on top of it. Yeah. With like those thick straws you used to get like the Oreo milkshakes from Burger King. Yeah. It's got that kind of straw in it so that you can get the pie chunks and the cherry compote. It's legitimately a cherry pie. See, I and that's they so would cool. do stuff like that for us here. That's more what I'm often. saying. The, yeah. we, what cool drink did we get? We got like a Pokemon drink, which was just like a berry flavored Frappuccino. Yeah. Which is like, like, it's, it's, it's good, good, but, but like, it's not all that creative. It's not a freaking pie crusted cup. Right. How awesome. Is, when I looked at the photo, I was like, is that really a pie? Holy crap, it's a real pie crust that you can eat and like yeah. dip into your drink. I was like, that is awesome. Well, I'm, I'm more curious, like, if these things, these really complex kind of drinks and stuff like that, that they're for a limited time over in Japan, why why can't they do that for us? It's the same company. It's still Starbucks, you know? Because it's probably a Japanese thing that they created, and then, like, they don't think of it like that over here. I guess, but I, I mean... Don't, I don't know. Yeah. But this isn't the only flavor that they're doing. This is just one that I saw that was really cool. Like, all of our flavors are always really, I don't know, chocolate-based, mostly. Or bland. Yeah. Really. Like, not bland in, like, actual flavor, but, like... But boring. Like, yeah, here, have a grape-flavored drink. Like, okay, yeah. Well, no, because, I mean, it'll be like, oh, chocolate brownie. Or yeah. here's, um, I don't know, s'mores snickerdoodle or, or yeah. s'mores. And it's just like, okay, we get it. Like, everything's super sweet, you know? Yeah, but, like, you, you get something so cool like that, and then, like, we've discussed it before. Like, how come we can't have stuff like that here? Because at one point, they're had a sakura flavored stuff at mcdonald's celebrating yeah the cherry blossom trees they had like a sakura flavored fry salt they had the drink how come that mcdonald's got really cool stuff like that but none of that came here yeah like is it just because they assume it won't sell 
Probably. Like, I don't, I don't. Because we don't celebrate cherry blossoms over here, well, really. Well, but I meant, like, in terms in general, of just, like, yeah. why don't they do, we we so celebrate the American well, pie, they could do it for 4th of July. For, I mean, like, McDonald's has the, uh, the shamrock shake. Oh, no one cares about shamrock. You're just making mm. mint chocolate chip freaking ice cream into well, a shake. I know, but I'm just saying, like, that's, that's about as festive as they get over here. Yeah, I guess. And that's, <laughs> what's, that's so sad. Yeah. They need to do more because, like, come on, you guys. Make it fun for everybody and everyone everywhere. Like I think like I the said. most interesting thing that we had was over at um was it Red Robin? Yeah, Red Robin. The Red Re- Robin burger. Yeah, Red Robin's Red Robin burger. Yeah, like, that was probably one of the cooler things that I've seen because it's so different, you know. But even then, that wasn't even around for long enough for us to try it. Nope. So and, and it, I don't know if I would have wanted to eat it anyway. No, but I would have got it just to try it. You know I, I mean? know you would have. But, I mean, we we need more cool stuff like that. But we also need to have the people to support and buy it. That's the problem, I think. Anyway, I, I've run out of topics to talk about. Like, I could go back to Ghost in the Shell, but I'm not I going know you to. I could. Because... You, you know, could, you could have spent the whole episode just talking about Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, probably. I, I knew you could, and that's well, kind of why I was like, oh, we got to move on. I know. Because you're just, yeah. Well, because there's <laughs> plot points and characters and other things. Oh, can I just say one thing, though? Yes. The leader of Section 9. Was a badass. He was, but he also... Okay, so that's... Okay. So two things about the leader of Section 9. I can't remember his name right now, but that's okay. Why? First off, he looked amazing because he looked exactly like the anime character. Yeah, he was really cool. And I was like, oh my god, he's got the hair, the facial structure and everything looked just like him. He also could have played Jason from Tokyo Ghoul. He had that same same facial structure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, so the one thing that I was like, what the hell... Why is it that he was the only one speaking Japanese? And no one else was. Nobody else was, and everybody else understood him and was speaking back in English. That was the only thing that I was like, That was really kind of weird. Yeah. Because it's like, I could see that. Maybe if they would have responded back to him in Japanese, then it would have been like, okay, cool. But the fact that he was just speaking in Japanese, he was the only one... And nobody else spoke to him in Japanese, which is really off-putting. You know what? That was a really weird thing. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. That was the only thing that really, like, bothered me. Yeah. Otherwise, though, it was great. And I loved Bato. I thought he was amazing. Like, the guy that they chose to play him was perfect. He was really cool. I was slightly confused at first because he didn't have his eyes. And then it made more sense when when he got them later on. When he got them, yeah. But his eyes were neat. I liked him. Like, I I feel like they could have done them slightly, made them, like, mesh into his head a little bit better. But... They were still really cool. Okay, I've, I've talked enough about it. I'm, I'm good. Like I said, I could go on. So if anybody wants to have a discussion, go for it. Yeah, Contact me. I'll make be sure there. You find us <laughs> at SuperZagoyCast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. So if you want to discuss stuff with us, come swing by those areas. You can also subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. Send us a message at SuperZagoyCast at gmail.com. Check out our shirts and other stuff at notlg.spreadshirt.com. And make sure to check out our host site, notlg.com. We're getting more and more official as the months go on, so check out all the fun podcasts. More and more official. Yeah, man. What does that even mean? We're getting bigger and better. Oh. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Super Segoy. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Also, thank you to Alex Barroza for our music. We'll put a link to the rest of his stuff, so you can check it out. Bye.
of the living 